friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. We are entering into our, what is, I mean, it's kind of the second part of the year, and our second half of the year contains a brand new season. Yeah, look at us. Season five. Oh my gosh. Which is that? like almost halfway through the show. Yeah, you're right. We got through like what one whole season last year? <laughs> if that. Barely. <laughs> so I'm really excited to be like trumpet through. But yeah. I mean we had a definite cliffhanger and now we're gonna get a little bit of the resolution of that. So uh Yeah. Kick it off with the episode recap. All right. This week we watched season five, episode one, titled The One After Ross Says Rachel. This was written by Seth Curland, directed by Kevin S. Bright, and originally aired on September 24th, 1998. Ross's nuptials continue after his slip of the tongue, but wedded bliss doesn't follow. And Monica and Chandler try continuing their affair, but can't steal a moment alone. Nice. Yes. Okay, so we're still in June, so I will be handling this one as well, which kind of just is nice because it's the ending of London. Um, Yeah, it's like all in the same storyline, which is great. Yeah. Um, And just to continue from the last couple episodes, a lot of this takes place in like Mm -hmm. one area. Yeah. Um. So I'm just going to go Leanne style get on this one. Because there's a lot of back and forth really quick. So we start in the soft open. Um, basically where we ended season four. Uh, they repeat, you yeah. know, Ross, repeat after me. I take the Rachel mm-hmm. happens. Um, and then Rachel, it pans to Rachel and she like asks one of the people in the audience, like, should I go up there? Um, <laughs> she don't know what to do. <laughs> right. And Emily just looks mortified, but she like tells him to continue. So they continue. And like this whole time, Ross keeps like repeating Emily's name. Oh, so awkward. Yeah. Like very abruptly, just like Emily. I know it's Emily. Um, she's, she shoves the ring on his finger, like pretty hard. Um, he puts the ring on her finger, they're married, and they start walking out, and they're, like, very... He's very trying to, like, be apologetic, and she's very angry. Oh, she's And it's like, just smile and walk out. And so they walk out, and she punches him <laughs> right when they get behind the closed door. She's so pissed. Yeah. Um. One thing I want to note, those candle flames uh-huh. were so large. Yes. They were kind of like that in the episode before, and I didn't say anything because there were just so many of them, but yes, they were so tall. Like, they, I'm sure they were probably fake, but like... I don't think so. I don't know, but some of them were so large. I'm like, that is going to cause a fire. Like, yeah. a, a big fire. Yeah, it makes me think that they probably weren't new, like, they kept having to light them, and when we you relight a candle and don't trim the wick, yeah. that's when they get that like tall massive flame yeah yeah there was a lot of them did you notice the difference in the opening credits yeah it was all london based 
yeah, it's all pretty much showing the events over the last couple of episodes, which was yeah. just really interesting because I was like, oh, this is different. Well, it was kind of nice because um, if you forgot anything, especially since it was a cliffhanger, yes. kind of like brought it all back, you know? It was their great way of doing like without having a season recap. Yeah. Like for them to do. Yeah. For them to do the opening credits as the, it's a recap. Great idea. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we go into the main part of the episode, and we spend a lot of time at the reception. Yes. Um, and we start out with Emily and Ross fighting in the bathroom, and the friends are all listening through the door. Um, and so Ross comes comes out, and she yells, I hate you! And he responds, and I love you too! Um, and then we kind of pan real fast to Mr. Geller who reminds Ross that it's a bad time to say the wrong name, which Ross obviously knows. Um, and he quickly realizes that no one's dancing or really having fun. Um, they're just standing around eating. So he yells at Joey to start dancing, who is probably the worst person to ask to dance because Joey can't dance. Um, Better than Chandler. <laughs> this, this is true. <laughs> but so Joey starts to try dancing and it, it doesn't pan out so well. Um mm-hmm. And then we pan over to Mrs. Waltham, Waltham, I don't know how to mm-hmm. say it, yep. um, whose phone is ringing, and it's Phoebe. And she claims that she is Ross's physician, Dr. Phalange, um, and wants to let them know that Ross forgot to take his brain medicine, which sometimes causes him to mix up names. Yes. And she calls her bluff, tells her, no, this is Phoebe. Um, and she's like, see, it's happening to you, too. <laughs> Um, yes. So then, well, okay. Yeah. This is the first time Phoebe uses Regina Falange, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. So when she's pretending to be someone else, like this is something that will continue on, but this is the very first time. And then also, did you notice that when she's talking on the phone, the fake building background outside of the window behind her can be seen moving? Oh no, I didn't. There must be like a breeze in the back set of stage because like That's literally hilarious. it's all moving. So it like looks maybe like somebody walked by it. Yeah. Literally just look like the buildings are moving behind her. <laughs> so you know that it's like a set after that, you know, if you That's had hilarious. any doubts. That's funny. Um, so then we pan over to Monica and Chandler. Who Monica are... looks like a smoke show. She looks yeah, so she good. Does. She looks great. Uh, she looks great in red. I think red is her color. It really is. It really is. Um, and they're both, they both express concerns that they're worried that their plans, what they're doing in London, um, mm-hmm. is going to ruin their friendship in the long run. Um, and they let us know that they've already done it seven times in the four days that they've been there. Um, <laughs> and so then they just start to... Like they they're both concerned about it, but but not enough. Yeah. Because then they try to reason with it, and they're like, "Well, we can just blame London. It's like the city of love." Even though I don't know, is London really the city of love? No, I thought that was Paris. Paris, Paris <laughs> is the city of love. I think they're just talking how like it's the romance yeah. of the city that wooed them. Yeah. Like they blame it on London. <laughs> right. And so they come to the decision that they're only going to do it while they are on foreign land. Mm-hmm. As soon as they get to New York, they're done. Yeah. Chandler looks quite dashing in this episode. Did you notice? He does, yeah. They both do. 
Um, he looks like so trim in his suit. Like he looks like he's trimmed up a bit from his like fluctuating like weight from season four. Um, three and four, I guess, really. But also, if you look closely enough, Chandler's teeth are different in this episode. And that is because Matthew Perry got his teeth capped during the break between season four and this one. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. It kind of makes it kind of makes sense. Like it's yeah. It's just like a brighter. It does look like a brighter smile. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Chandler. Um, so they decide that they're going to keep doing the, what they're doing in London, and mm-hmm. tells Monica to meet him in the wine cellar. So Chandler goes off. Monica goes to put lipstick on, I think, um, or something. But Rachel blocks her before she can get to the wine cellar because she's worried about what to do about Ross saying her name at the mm-hmm. altar. And Monica is clearly distracted because she wants to get to Chandler. And so she's she doesn't seem to care. And she's like, I don't I don't know. Just uh, just do the right thing. Toe the high line. Um, <laughs> Thread the needle. <laughs> yeah. And Rachel and so she like starts to walk away. But Rachel like continues to talk about it. And she wants to go to Ross and they talk about what happened and monica tells her not to like rachel look he's married let it go you can't do that there's nothing you could do if you go talk to him i can't help you she's like yeah you know you can't help me so she turns to like walk away yeah she's trying to like get her to realize that like the argument is invalid because he's married yeah and like if you don't see that then i cannot help you like i cannot be there to assist you yeah um, so then we pan to the Gellers again, and Mrs. Geller wonders if they were bad parents, um, to which Mr. Watham agrees with her and says, yeah, you were. Um, but Mr. Geller hates that they're eating steak and have no place to sit. And he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? And then Joey walks up with the steak in his hand and is just going to town with, on just it. Just gnawing on it. Just gnawing on it. Um... Then it pans back to Chandler and Monica. Chandler is not in the wine cellar, and Monica is furious. Like, why are you not meeting me in the wine cellar? And he's like, because. And then Mr. Watham drunkenly proclaims that they are about to take another tour of the wine cellar in five min- minutes. Like, he is drunk, and he says it really weird. Yeah. Um. So that's why they're not. And then um. Joey walks up. Yes. At some at some point in I can't remember like where it was at some point in the buffet like they're standing at the buffet Mike Hannigan's parents from season nine are at the wedding reception in London really yeah so they must have originally been used as like stand-ins or doubles that's hilarious obviously being so far away I'm sure that it was not like a planned plug because that's just that's four seasons four seasons ahead but yeah, Mike Hannigan's it's it's when the parents are like they're the boring friends from season nine are at the wedding reception. Yeah. So nice. Peek it. Peek them there. Um, so Joey walks up to the table and is eating meat and mm-hmm. Rachel calls him out and says, You're not supposed to be eating meat because of Phoebe or Monica. Somebody mm-hmm. calls him out. Monica does. Yeah. Um, and he goes, we're in another country. It doesn't count. And Monica and Chandler look at each other and they're like, 
you're right it doesn't and so yeah they, and they definitely had to agree to, they definitely had to agree to that because yeah, they just they talked about it exactly it would like their logic would fail too if they didn't agree with him right so then we go to rachel and ross walks by and she stands up to talk to him and she is very awkwardly trying to draw attention to what happened but like trying to gauge what he's saying or like what he's mm-hmm. thinking um and she tells him like you only said my name because you saw me if you saw a circus freak you would have said i i take the circus freak mm-hmm. like it, it it doesn't mean anything right it doesn't it doesn't mean anything like she like wants to reassure him but also like wants to know for herself like does it mean anything yes um and this whole time ross is just being like cagey almost like he's he's trying to reassure himself Mm -hmm. that it meant nothing but also reassure rachel and emily because like he's starting to tell her like no it didn't mean anything it's you know all this stuff and then he yells it so like emily can hear it through the door right um that it meant absolutely nothing yeah um which is obviously not what rachel wants to hear Mm -hmm. um and then we bounce or then joey appears and wants to get Ross and Emily for the first dance because the band is ready. And Ross very angrily yells at him, I don't care about the stupid band. Um, <laughs> it's such a fun moment because poor Joey's just trying to like probably be helpful in a situation that he probably doesn't know what to do either. Yeah. And so he's like trying to relay the right information. And he's like, oh, are they? Are Is the band ready? Like he's so condescending. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. Very Ross-like way of yes. anger. Yeah. Um, so to lighten the mood a little bit, Rachel makes a joke about the time she locked herself in the bathroom when she was at her wedding with Barry. Um, but the whole reason was just so she could escape out the window. And all three of them start laughing because they think it's funny. And then they quickly realize that's probably what Emily is also doing. Yeah, that's why it's so taking Ross, so long. Yeah. So Ross goes to the bathroom, opens the door, and Emily's gone. She gone. She is gone. All right. Anything else about the reception? Um, no. I got nothing. Okay. So then we pan to the hotel room and maybe it's not even a hotel. Maybe, I don't know. Is it their house? Like, does Emily's parents have a huge house where all of them are staying? Because I thought it was a hotel, but they seem to just walk into any door. I know. They're staying at the hotel. The reception was at the house because they showed the. Um... Oh right. Gosh, they showed the hotel in the last one of the last episodes. And I think they showed the outside of it in one of the transition. Yeah, that's like, true. In this one, too. So they're it definitely at a so hotel. Odd. Yeah, it's just not accurate. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, they're outside a hotel room, which we find out is Monica's. And Chandler, before they get to the door, he he tells Monica, if I scream, if in the middle of it, I scream the word yippee, just ignore me. Oh my gosh. Um, which sounds so Chandler. So they open the door and Rachel is sitting on Monica's bed um, mm-hmm. and immediately stands up and says, Ross said my name. That must mean he loves me, right? Right? And it's just, obviously this is taking her back, which I think anybody would feel. Um, so she invites Monica and Chandler down to get a drink. But they're both acting very sketchy, and they want to change first. So give us five minutes. Wait, no, 15 minutes. Um, 
But then the phone rings and it's Phoebe who wants to know what happened. And Rachel reminds her that Ross said her name and Phoebe's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, and so Rachel's like, all right, let's, let's talk logic here. So she like <laughs> kicks off her shoes, sits on the bed and she's like, it started in ninth grade yeah, when the obsession comfy. started. Yeah. And so she starts going down this tangent and uh, Chandler offers like, hey, we could go uh, change in my room. And uh, Monica's like, yep, I like that idea. So they go to leave. Um, so we pop over to Chandler and Joey's hotel room and he locks the door, like bolt, little clicky thing, everything. Um, and attempts to tell Monica how pretty she looks, but she's like, uh, we don't need, we don't really have time for that. And so they get started on undressing and then Joey opens the door, but is stopped by the little arm thing. Good thing. Yeah. Good thing. He put that stopper up. Yeah. Um, and he tells tells Chandler like dude let me in I got a girl out here and Chandler's like yeah well I have a girl in here and he goes no you don't it's just Monica (laughs) I saw you enter um and Joey's like obviously I'm I'm gonna have sex so I need the room and they're like yeah but we just rented a movie it's my giant Joey's like I love that movie of course they would pick a movie that Joey loves yeah so they clearly lost that battle yeah um so then we pan over to the honeymoon suite and monica and chandler open it and monica's worried she's like i don't know if it's okay to do our thing in here and chandler reassures her like well emily and ross are clearly not going to be using it so i don't know why it's a big deal and she's like but it's just so beautiful and i don't know like she's hesitant but he tries to remind her that the honeymoon suite the point of the honeymoon suite is that it expects sex Mm -hmm. all other honeymoon suites would think it's a loser if it doesn't get sex tonight sound logic Um, (laughs) yes (laughs) very man logic yeah um but naturally she falls for it and they go to get in the bed um they're like roughing the sheets up and ross bounds in and chandler's like well she's not under here um trying to cover their tracks Mm -hmm. and at this point ross is just upset because he's looked everywhere he cannot find her monica and chandler are trying to get him out of the room to go look for her another time like um maybe if you spend 30 minutes or 45 minutes you could maybe find her twice (laughs) and they're trying they're 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 talking to ross but they're actually talking to each other yeah they've got Um, one thing on the mind yes but Ross is afraid that if he leaves the room, um, she's not going to find him. Because what if she's looking and I'm moving so much and she can't locate me? So I'm staying in one place. And that place is right here. Okay, that logic is super sound. Oh, yeah. Like, I was thinking of it as I was watching, you know, this episode and saying like, okay, that is very sound logic. The only thing is, is that if both of you think that, then nobody's looking for each other. Right. So in a friend group or in a, I don't know, like a marriage or in a, like whatever, like whatever, you know, say you're all at Disney World or something. If you guys get separated, there has to have already been like an established, like one person stays, the other person looks mm-hmm. so that if you're both like after a couple seconds being like, oh, I wonder where they are. Okay. Well, I'm not going to move because they're going to be looking for me or vice right. versa. Like I need to keep looking and they know to stop moving. I was like, if you have that set up in advance, like, even if your kids get lost from you, like, 
you could tell them just to stay and you'll look because more than likely they'll forget where you were versus like you going to look for them. You know what I mean? It's just such an interesting, yeah. it's solid logic on, on Ross's part. Just very yeah. inconvenient for Chandler and Monica. <laughs> for sure. So they try to leave because they still want to do what they want to do. Um, mm-hmm. But Ross begs them to stay because he just needs somebody to be with him. And so they are reluctant. They sit down and Monica's trying to, I would assume, rub Monica's back. But yeah. he accidentally rubs Ross's butt. <laughs> and Ross calls him out on it. Yeah. Um, so then we appear to be the next morning or late in the night. And they're still in the honeymoon suite. Ross is passed out on both Monica and Chandler's laps. And they note that they have one hour before they have to leave for New York. Um, which seems a little odd if they like should probably already be at the airport. Yeah. Uh, but Monica thinks that the bedroom door is soundproof, but Chandler is skeptical that Ross could wake up, but he also is still got one thing on his mind and is like, let's go for it. So they try to like get Ross off of their laps when there's a knock at the door that abruptly wakes Ross. Um, we find out that it's Emily's parents who have come to collect her things mm. because Emily is hiding. Um, and Ross is just like, why is she hiding? Why, why won't she talk to me? Um, and her dad proclaims that she's utterly humiliated, doesn't ever want to see Ross again. And that's basically the end of it. Um, but at the same time, the stepmom calls Ross a monkey and then tells Ross that he is absolutely <clears throat> delicious. <laughs> so awkward which is so awkward and mr watham's like i am right here but she does not care um and then rachel enters with a bunch of little what i think were toiletries and maybe like liquor bottles i don't know Mm -hmm. like what exactly it was but just a bunch of little things um and tells everybody like there's a card out there like stock up on them before we go yeah um and at this point ross is like fighting for emily he's like i'm gonna be at the airport waiting for her like you tell her that yes i said rachel's name but it meant nothing we are friends that's it like please tell her to come we can go on the honeymoon like tell her i love her and i cannot imagine spending my life with anyone else and the gutted look on rachel's face (laughs) yeah like if it wasn't already hard enough for her to like realize i still love you fly all the way to london yeah decide not to tell you Right. Then, then you, you say, say my, name. my name. Yeah. Yeah. And then to hear that, like, ugh. Yeah. And the friend, I mean, Chandler and Mon do, like, a good job at, like, kind of coming around her because that sucks. Yeah. All right. Anything else in London before we hit the airplane? Um, I guess a couple, like, one, some. Um. This is sort of like a, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but like you guys get it. At the wedding dinner, Chandler says that he and Monica, when he said he they did it like seven times the night before. Later in the run of the series, we learn that they only had one condom. And so either they decided to use it seven times or only once and were unprotected the other six. So like it's a little bit of like a logical error um, that the writers either probably didn't remember or you know, whatever. Um, and then I realized I didn't make this, I didn't make this very clear. (laughs) I said it was 
Mike Hannigan's parents. It was Mike Hannigan's parents' boring friends from season nine that are at the wedding reception. So uh, they're stand-ins or just stage, you know, extras that have that are used twice, but later on the series in a very like profound way. Sort of like Frank Jr. was a set extra playing the guitar outside of the set and then he became Phoebe's brother. Yeah. Like they used him later. So I just wanted to clear that up before y'all came at me in the comments. Nice. That's it. And technically this episode features the first on-screen kiss between Monica and Chandler. Their first, I guess, canonical kiss is season three, the one where Chandler can't remember which sister, but it takes place off screen. Um, in, se- in season seven, the one with the truth about London we see a flashback to Monica and Chandler's first night together in London in which they kiss just beco- just before sleeping together. But that scene wasn't filmed nor aired until season seven. So this episode carries the first kiss. Nice. Yes. All right. So we're on the airplane and Monica and Chandler think it's best that they never did it again. Um, mm. And But you can tell that neither one of them really are wanting that. And then they realize, like, well, technically we are still over international waters. <laughs> They're so, fighting for their arguments. So yeah. Hard. So Monica gets up. She's like, I'll meet you in the bathroom. And he's like, yep. So she goes to the bathroom. Um, and then immediately Joey sits down in her place. Yeah. And asks, goes on this long rant about asking Chandler if he's wasting his life as an actor. He's like, I was watching My Giant with Felicity. And I just, I just don't think I'm as good as the giant is. And he's taller. He's better. Like, am I ever going to get there? And Chandler is wasting my life trying to be an actor. Chandler's like not wanting to have this conversation. It's a lot like earlier when Rachel stopped Monica. Yes. Yeah. He's like, no, I just want to get to the bathroom. Same situation. Um, Yeah. But he like quickly reassures him. He's like, no, you're going to get there. Like, don't give up. And then sometime later... Three mini tell. bottles later. To be Three exact. mini bottles later, yeah. <laughs> um, w- they're still talking, and Monica comes back, and Joey's like, Man, Mon, you've been in the bathroom for 30 minutes. She's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we know that they were talking for 30 minutes. Yeah. And Chandler looks like he's apologetic, but like, I can't get away. Things like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we go to the apartment and Phoebe is resting a bowl of cereal, I think, on her belly. Yes. Yeah, because um, she is very clearly about to pop. Yeah. And then Monica, Chandler and Joey enter and she gives them all hugs and she immediately calls Joey out for eating meat and <laughs> immediately calls what we assume is Chandler and Monica out for having sex. But Chandler and they're both like, no, we didn't. And uh, and Phoebe's like, yeah, I know you didn't, Chandler, but Monica did. Um, and she also denies it. But Phoebe's like, man, apparently, um, what'd you say? My Yeah, she's like, this pregnancy is throwing me off. Yeah, this pregnancy is throwing my radar off or whatever. Yeah. So then Joey's like, well, I'm going to go see the, the chick and the duck. And Phoebe's like, oh, yeah, I want to go see him, too. And he's like, haven't you been feeding them for the past four days? <laughs> Oh, no. She's like, you know, it's uh, it's time to go home. So she grabs her stuff and like immediately walks out. Yeah. Um. So they leave, 
and then Monica and Chandler have this dialogue. Basically, they're so they're so cute. They're so adorable. I <laughs> so love them cute. so much. This is my favorite scene, yeah. FYI. Um, <laughs> so Monica just mentions like I was going through a really hard time in London, um, you know, with my mom <laughs> and with Ross getting married and everything, and that I just want you to know that that night meant a lot to me. Like yeah. she's like, I'm just saying thank you, and Ch- Chandler. Uh, is very sweet and he's like you know that night meant a lot to me as well not because i was going through a hard time or anything but it's because you're uh you're really hot you're hot is uh, that okay to say <laughs> um and she was like yeah he's I so think- charming he is <laughs> so cute um and she honestly responds she's like yeah no i think you're pretty cute too um and so they hug and he leaves to unpack says goodbye and she like walks towards the door almost like she's like i might open it but we don't she doesn't isn't sure about it and then it's like she's maybe gonna go after him yeah yeah but she kind of turns her back and then Mm -hmm. he opens the door he goes i'm still on london time does that count (laughs) and she's like uh yes counts and that kiss uh so so good so good that's the kiss we're talking about first on-screen kiss it was so good and the audience definitely responded well yes um, okay, so then the last scene before the tag mm-hmm. is the airport in London, where Rachel is waiting on standby to go home, um, and she sees Ross, where she is apparent there's still no sign of Emily, and um, she asks him, like, well, how, how much longer do you have for your flight? And then we hear last call for Athens. Then mm-hmm. he's like, well, I guess uh, now. Did you um, also have the thought that, like, of course Ross would go to Athens for his honeymoon? Did you have that I mean, at all? yeah, it makes sense. I did. Yeah. There's just something about it that I was like, that just seems ancient and historical, and that's totally, a, like, a Ross pick. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Ross thinks he's a complete idiot for thinking that Emily would show up, and Rachel is just being a good friend at this point and just trying to reassure him, like, you're not an idiot. Um. Like, you're, you're doing the right thing. And tells him, like, you should just go. Just go to Athens, get some distance, clear your head. Yeah. You know, you've already spent the money. It makes sense to just go. Yeah. And then we hear another, like, final boarding call. Like, if, if you are going to get on this flight, now is the time. Because mm-hmm. um, they're sitting right next to the gate. Yeah. Um, and so he's, like, hesitant. And he's like, well, I guess yeah I guess I'll go and in a quick spin of things he asks her like hey I have an extra ticket why don't you just come with me yeah and she's like at first acts like she doesn't want to like no like I couldn't do that she's like but I mean yeah if you want me to okay sure um and very quickly says yes so they go towards the gate give the tickets and he realizes he forgot his jacket and he, she's like, oh, let's go get it. And he's like, no, go ahead and go on. Just, like, tell them to wait for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes ahead and gets on. He goes back to grab his jacket. And who enters? Yikes, Emily. Emily. Who is livid because and- she just saw Rachel get on the plane. Yes. Just saw the whole thing. Whole thing. And Ross is like, no, no, that's not what you think it is. And so he leaves mm-hmm. to chase after Emily. And Rachel is left alone on the flight. Yeah. Um, so Emily in in 
that scene where like she turns to leave um that is a body double i had a feeling because it it like was really close to her face and it was really weird yeah it's like the body double's face is visible for a split second when she turns to leave um apparently helen baxendale um was only shown in close-ups which were filmed separately from the rest of the scene so it must have been like a i don't know like a weird shooting thing that she couldn't be there or something well she Um, did have a baby remember i don't know if yeah maybe 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 that that was when it was yeah it might have also rachel rachel couldn't have used the airline ticket no like to athens um because it would have been in emily's name Yep. And any last second change of passenger name at the gate, like that would never be permitted under security regulations. Right. And even if for some reason they didn't make it, like they missed it on the way there, like because she was already at the gate and like maybe she got through that one lady getting into the, getting back into the airport from Athens back to New York would have been like completely like she wouldn't they wouldn't even she wouldn't have even been able to get in so it's just it's very unrealistic that was a no-no that was a no-no for sure yeah um so the tag is basically just rachel sitting on the airplane uh waiting for ross and the stewardess comes by and asks for like their drink order she orders hers she orders his and then she sits back and she realizes that the building is moving she's like hmm that's that's weird the building's moving and then she slowly comes to the realization that the plane is backing up. Yeah. And they're getting ready to take off. And she has been left alone. Yes. Um, the old guy. Did you see the old guy over her right shoulder? But it would be to our left. Mm-mm. He like can. He, I think this. I think this. Extra on this set was just enamored with like Jennifer Aniston. Because. <laughs> oh, that's funny she because he kept like looking at her reacting to things in a way that like tv doesn't do even though like we do that in real life like i would be definitely looking at somebody who was like why is the building moving you know but in tv people around pretend as if something's not happening right you can clearly see him like gazing at her it's it's kind of funny that's hilarious yeah that's All it. right. Favorite scene? I'd I have to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm second seconding in that seconding that. Yeah. Yes. Cuz we both love Monica and Chandler. And they're so cute and he's so sincere and she's so sweet and it's just a very tender moment and I loved yeah, it. I'm just so glad that we're finally there. Yeah, like for sure. Finally to them being a thing. Yeah, agreed. All right, rating system. Did you add a rating? The blank one? I didn't. I don't know why there's a blank one there. What's happening? I thought you did it. That's why I didn't do anything. Oh, I was like, no. are we adding like a 5.5 or something? No. Like, it's so funny. No, we've already got a half rating. I know. Um. Okay. I think I'm going to give this... I think I'm going to give it a... Seven, seven, seven. <laughs> I was um, thinking the same thing. Really? I just thought yeah. it was really, it was good. It wasn't like, obviously, the, that good, but it was, it was like above average. I love the like Chandler Monica fight for 
fight for their free time. Um, I I liked that. I don't know. Even the Ross element was fine. Like it was like still good storyline. So overall, yeah, I think it was a good episode. Yeah, I'm going to give it the same rating. Basically the same reasons. Um, I think everything kind of went well together. And they, I mean, even though like Joey and Phoebe didn't really have a lot, like they still had them in the episode, which was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think coming from like one location to another, like I think they did it well for the age period that they were in. And um, I don't know. And I thought the the cliffhanger was well. Like I feel like for an older show, like they did the cliffhanger well. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. And of course it's got like the start of Monica and Chandler, so of course. Right. Love it. That's good. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, post show wrap up trivia. All right. What song makes Ross and Rachel's daughter Emma laugh for the first time? Ooh, I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> nice. Yes. Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. Baby Got Back. Um, And then what caused the fire at Rachel and Phoebe's apartment? Rachel and Phoebe. Was it a hair? A hair curling or straightening device? Yes, a it was dryer? Rachel's hair straightener. Yes. Nice. Nice, look at you. Two for two. Look at me. Um, okay, social media spotlight. I have got another one from our Swedish friend. She is binging, you can tell. You can tell she's on a roll. Um, she just wanted to follow up from another one of our episodes. She said, hi, another fact from your trivia from season four, episode 20. The dog Joey got from Phoebe is a dog she borrowed from a friend to cheer Joey up. Phoebe claims it's the happiest dog, but Joey is so bummed, so bummed out that he gets the dog depressed too. I hope you remember which one it is. I do remember that storyline now. Remember when you were having such a hard time figuring out like the the animal situation? Yeah. That's what it was. Nice. I forgot about that one. So thank you because I forgot. That was good. Anyways, okay, recommend to a friend? Uh, I don't know that I have one. I haven't done anything or really... Yeah, I don't have one. Um, okay, well, then in lieu of... In lieu of... Um, in lieu of one, we don't currently have a friend who has sent one in. Um, I do not have one either. And I'm, I'm usually pretty good about it, but I don't have one That's either. Okay. Um, so as a reminder, if you guys have anything that you'd like to recommend to a friend, things that you use, like participate in whatever, we'd love to hear it so that we could share it with the rest of our friends. You know, I think in light of this episode, I'm just going to recommend that if Chandler is not your favorite character, um, to change your mind, make him. Yeah. (laughs) So just, uh, just a little fun fact. If uh, he's not your favorite, you are wrong and you should change it. That's so funny. I second that. Awesome. Um, okay, next week I'll be back at the at the captain's seat, I guess. Okay. Um, when we cover the one with all the kissing. Yeah. Lucky so we'll me. Catch, I know. Look at that. Well, we'll catch you guys next week on the one with. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Keep it. Do it again. Just do it again. Uh, we will catch you next week on the one with friends podcast. <laughs>